Hello, my friends. This is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 85. Today I will talk about uh, Second World War and in particular the victory day of May 9th. Soviet Union and many former Soviet republics or countries, the independent countries, they, they are now celebrating victory over Germans, Nazis on May 9th as according to Soviet calendar the German capitulated signed the capitulation papers on May 9th of 1945. But besides uh, talking uh, about uh, war and victory, I will also talk about uh, the recipe for survival and victory that uh, will be embedded in the story that you will hear today. So get ready to hear more after my virtual housekeeping and community organizing. First, of course, my website at socialismsurvival.com. If you haven't been there, please go there and explore it and uh, take part in what's going on there. I hope you will find it interesting. If you would like to contact me with feedback or questions, please write me to podcast at socialismsurvival.com or just use Google Voice feature in right top corner of my website to call me and leave your uh, voice message. Please also contact and join me on Facebook or Twitter. You can find all these links on my website. If you would like to sponsor this show, the best way to do that is by using Amazon and Walmart links on my website to shop online. If you are an online shopper, please go to socialismsurvival.com and on the right side you will see Amazon links and Walmart links. Also below on the same side of my website, please check out my uh, book selection. There are some important books that you might be interested to read. In fact, I encourage you to do that. And finally, uh, my request to spread the word about this podcast, about this information that you hear. Please spread the word, introduce others to this show. From my early childhood, I saw that great festivities during celebration of Soviet victory over Nazi Germany. Yes, I had no doubt uh, that it was Soviet Union that conquered Germany and won the war because that's the way we were taught. I surely know that American children in schools were taught the same only from the American perspective that America won World War II. But putting aside all propaganda whether American or Soviet, we at least can agree that Soviet Union or Soviet people paid the greatest uh, price this victory uh, among all allies, United States, Britain, and Soviet Union. Well, 
yeah, we can argue that's happened because of Soviet, uh, you know, mistakes or stupidity of uh, leadership. Yes, yes, but the price uh, of people who died in the war, uh, the most died Soviet people, Soviet soldiers in that war, and there is nothing else as valuable as a human life. So, I can understand Joseph Stalin when he found out that the General Ivan Sloparov, the only Soviet representative, uh, was present on the signing of uh, capitulation on May 7th. He was really displeased by this fact. He believed that German surrender should have been accepted only by the Soviet envoy uh, that was included someone from Supreme Command and should be signed only in Berlin. And he insisted that Rim's protocol uh, that was signed on uh, May 7th would be considered preliminary with the main ceremony to be held in German capital, Berlin, where Marshal Zhukov was at the time. So another ceremony was organized there in a surviving manor on the outskirts of Berlin on 8th of May. Well, it was already May 9th in Moscow due to the difference in time zones. To commemorate Soviet and Allies' victory in the war, the ceremonial Moscow Victory Parade was held in the Soviet Union's capital on June 24, 1945, exactly four years and two days after the beginning of Operation Barbarossa that was uh, invasion of the Soviet Union. My dad was also a musician like me, and he played guitar, and I remember him singing a song in Russian, 22 июня, ровно в 4 часа, Киев бомбили, нам объявили, что началась война, which means that on 22nd of June, exactly at uh, 4 o'clock, Kiev was bombed and uh, it was announced that the war began. Since then, starting in 1946, all, well, not all in the beginning, but uh, lately all republics, Soviet republics, they joined uh, celebrating a victory day on May 9th with great parades and uh, fireworks. Most Europeans celebrate Victory Day on May 8th. As I already told, when the capitulation was signed, the final version, it was May 8th in the rest of Europe, but it was May 9th in Soviet Union. American Victory Day or VJ Day is on the second Monday on August. Of course, 
It is official only in Rhode Island. Although I think it should be something more important, uh, like a national holiday in America. Because I think uh, American children, they need to learn more practically observed. I may partially understand, but I strongly disagree with this liberal approach. Of course, I understand why it exists. It exists because atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima on August 6th and Nagasaki on August 9th in Japan. VJ, it means victory over Japan. So I understand. After this atomic bombing, Japan's capitulation was inevitable, although official end of World War II is on September 2nd, 1945, when Japan officially signed the capitulation, ending the greatest or terrible, most terrible war in history. Well, in spite of uh, each side of allies bragging of their victory, Let's put it uh, this way. Nobody could win without each other. The victory was impossible without each side doing their part. So let's say working together for victory, that uh, what uh, gave us a victory in that war. There is a saying in Russian, Alone in a field is not a warrior. Well, I think in English it also means there is safety in numbers. And um, there is also something in the Bible when people agree together, then they can achieve some results. So that's what really happened. Um, although, as I said, and I'm repeating that, that Allies, they made a lot of errors before, in, and after the war. Look, Stalin, he was a dictator. And he saw the kind of like a threat uh, from his officers, generals, uh, political leaders in Soviet Union. So he eliminated many talented people in the Great Purge that was approximately from September 1936 till August 1938. There was a famous Molotov-Ribbentrop agreement uh, in which Soviet Union agreed for German occupation of some other countries uh, in exchange of uh, Germany not attacking. Soviet Union and Stalin so believed in that agreement he couldn't think that uh, Hitler would dare to attack Soviet Union so right before Germans attacked uh, Soviet borders many in that part of Soviet army went on vacation were allowed to go for the vacation 
Look, if you put together at least uh, these two things, uh, like elimination of uh, officers and uh, wise politicians in Soviet Union during the purge and, uh, and being not prepared for the attack at the border, you know, if things would be different, I think the course of the war would be very different too. Let's look what was going on in America at that time. There was uh, FDR. You know, for many years uh, while living in America, I heard that FDR, FDR, I think, who's that FDR? And of course, uh, then I heard and realized that it was uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So while well, here was uh, FDR uh, with his New Deal, America recovering from Great Depression and then getting into another depression, you know, all the uh, things. Uh, in Germany, there was uh, serious things going on. Kristallnacht, did you hear about Kristallnacht? It literally means Night of Crystal. When Germans and especially police and secret services, they were allowed to attack Jewish homes all throughout the Germany. And so many people died. It was uh, such a huge pogrom on November 9, 10, on the night between these two dates, on 1938. And of course, those um, Jews that were alive, they were scared for their life. And many of them used uh, their money, their resources, the opportunity to take on St. Louis a big ship, uh, the voyage to escape uh, the persecution. And uh, many of them had uh, Cuban entry documents and they went to Cuba, but on May 13th, 1939, they were there and um, uh, they were refused to enter the Cuba while they were sailing. A Cuban leader here decided to cancel, to annulate their entry documents. So just few people were allowed, they had some other uh, papers available that allowed them to enter. Then, after some negotiations and uh, standing uh, in the waters, they were ordered to get out of Cuban waters. So where did they go? They went to the United States shores. They passed by Miami, Florida, other states. They could see America, American land, so desirable. And of course, they asked America to accept them as refugees. But like Cuba, U.S. refused to allow St. Louis passengers. They refused 
to give them a refuge. And they sent the ship back to the Europe. So the ship came back to the Europe. Some people were allowed to England. Some people were taken by other European countries. But as the result of sending the ship back, more than 200 people who could be saved, they died from the hands of Nazi Germans. More than that, in June 1941, when it was obvious where the things are going, the new rules were accepted in the U.S. to cut refugee immigration to about 25% of the relevant quotas. American politicians, including President, could not understand, believe, or agree uh, about what was going on in the Europe. Uh, they got the news about extermination of Jews, uh, confirmed information somewhere in August 1942, but it took them about four months after receiving some more information to decide uh, that the info about Nazis' plans to kill all European Jews was truth. After St. Louis' tragic voyage uh, in 1939 and until 1943, many bills were introduced in the House of Representatives to allow more refugees into the U.S. None were even discussed on the floor. What I've heard that even before the war and during the war in United States there were some German agents, uh, spies and other kind of people who actually had some access to American politicians and who did everything possible to distract them and to influence them in their decisions. FDR, American president, he was well in informed on the situation and he didn't move his finger to save potential refugees. When on January 22nd, 1944, he established the War Refugee Board. Millions of Jews and other people of the nationalities were already killed. Still, little was done by that board. Yesterday, I watched a new movie that depicts the Second World War to deliver at any cost is the title. The story in the movie is that uh, the museum uh, in one Russian town was evacuated and uh, during the evacuation the director of that museum he had to travel separately but his daughter also worked at the museum and they 
had the most valuable artifact that was desired by Russians and also by Germans. So they were hunted by Germans. And uh, when they traveled by the truck, they got under the uh, enemy's fire. And father, he was killed. And so daughter with that artifact, she had to run. And uh, she, on the way, met one uh, man who was a prisoner who escaped also during the enemy's fire when they were taken to other place by the guards. And guards saw that what was going on, they started shooting them and some of them were killed and some of them were escaped. So they met and this guy, he was put in prison because he was from intelligent uh, family even before Soviet regime. Now, you know, that happened a lot in Soviet Union. So he was innocent. He was put just because for who he was. And uh, when he saw this young lady in trouble, he did everything he could to help her. But she was complaining and she was whining. And one phrase that I really remembered uh, from this movie, uh, what he told her, uh, it is the um, recipe of their survival. And uh, it really comes down to that, he told her, uh, who was um, very upset and in the sorrow of her dad's death. He told her that he has also many things to be sorrowful and regretful about, but he told her, if you want to survive, you have to live by this day, by this very moment, not by what happened hours ago or yesterday. Because if you will live by the past, you will not be able to survive because survival and daily survival, it takes um, a lot of strength. It takes a lot of mind, power that needs to be applied at the time that uh, any distraction should be put aside or you will die because every step you take or you make should be weighed and should be decided correctly or the wrong step means death. After watching that and hearing that, I thought hey, there is another uh, Russian saying that the rescue of drowning is the duty of those who are drowning. Remember when there was uh, Hurricane Katrina and, uh, you know, different events, even the recent uh, tornadoes, 
in all these events we can see as people they were not prepared people were expecting that uh, somebody will take care of them people were expecting that somebody will come and stretch the arm and grab them and pull them out of the rubbles or out of the water looks like something like that was going on in Europe and uh, with uh, many people who suffered in Europe they thought that at any moment somebody will come and rescue them but you know for the rescue to come it takes a time and for you to die or be injured or something else bad to happen to you and your family it takes just a moment and maybe you think why well, I should prepare uh, why I have to spend time and money for that preparation nothing will happen anyway or you maybe think oh, whatever happens uh, there is a structure in the country that will save me well for that moment when something happened you would regret all your life if there will be life that you didn't prepare or at that moment when it happens you will look down in the sky and you will remember that you had a chance to prepare you had a chance to have a tool or to have a thing or food or anything for that moment and you don't have it now because you ignored the opportunity another mistake that people are doing that they are not taking things seriously yes that what happened during the world war two it's happening right now if you hear the warning that the tornado is coming and you take it lightly well it's just uh, too far from me it's two miles from me or it's one mile from me it will pass by and will not happen to me you know that same thing people were doing during World War Two, during Holocaust some people they heard what Germans did to other Jews they knew about Kristallnacht the night of crystal and so many Jews were killed at that time and still they thought well they will not do that to us they need us as a workforce or they used any other reasons to not take shelter to not escape to not prepare for that time yes Jews and other people they had so much information they knew uh, they heard what Germans are doing and they just didn't believe they didn't expect that to happen to them and they tried to live like uh, nothing is going on people and governments in a free world they didn't believe that what Nazis were doing was true just a few years before the war many Americans they saw like German 
tourists in New York and other cities looking nice people who could think that these same people they are capable of doing that atrocities yeah nobody wanted to believe but things happened even listen Jesus or whatever you call him Jesus or Yeshua Christ he said beware the people for they will betray you yes although as I said people are the most precious thing uh, or the most valuable life thing they also most vulnerable thing and easily influenced you cannot use your propaganda to make the machine gun to shoot the innocent machine gun will not respond to propaganda but the person who holds that machine gun or pistol is very sensitive to what is told him and the way it is told so while uh, celebrating uh, the victory and mourning the dead it's not the reason uh, for the show to divide and to argue whose is victory and who did more or the most to bring the victory to bring the war to the victorious end rather why I'm talking now is because I want you to survive it's because I care for your survival however I cannot care more than you care for you I cannot care for your wife or husband more than you can do I cannot care for your children more than you can do so please do it prepare be ready because you don't know what is coming and my friend I don't know too well we can think now after bin Laden's death it might be terrorist attacks but who knows like if you live in the tornado zone or in Florida the hurricane season is approaching you don't know maybe before any terrorist attack could happen the hurricane will come and destroy your house or maybe even kill some of your loved ones are you prepared for that to cope with it to deal with that yes there is a joy in victory but there is a price for victory and sometimes it is a great price as I said earlier the war could be decided or won earlier and if both Soviets and their allies would act differently before the war and during the war the end of war could be approached sooner but instead 
it took more than four years to get to the victory with millions and millions of dead. Only six millions of Jews. Yes, look, it's only six millions of Jews. Yes, it's only 50 millions of all people. Yes, is it only six, ten, thirty, forty, fifty millions? Instead of thinking this way, could you please think about the value of human soul, of human uh, being, families destroyed, uh, dreams destroyed. Many of them were happy young couples who were getting ready to marry. And suddenly the war and he gets killed in the war and she is uh, raped and killed or murdered or burned in the gas chamber by Nazis. Think, are you willing to pay the price of being unprepared? Think, what kind of price are you willing to pay? Are you willing to accept the death of your wife, of your child, of your mom and dad, or even your whole family? Are you willing to see your loved one being tortured or dying from hunger or thirst without having the piece of bread or the cup of water? Are you willing to accept the pain of the loss, the pain of starvation, the pain of the sickness, the pain of humiliation, the pain, all the pain that could be prevented or at least minimized if you wasn't ignorant and was willing to prepare. And not only that, but you and me, we need to be united in our preparedness. We need to be united. We need to work tirelessly for the unity in our family, among our close people, relatives, friends, to be united in our preparedness, in our desire to resist the persecution, to resist the evil, because our unity, even if we are prepared but we are not united, we have less chances like lies in the war, but they were not prepared as good, but they were united. That's why it took so long. But if we would be both prepared and united, then we will have more chances for survival. Remember the rescue of 
that drowning is the duty of those who are drowning. It doesn't mean that if you are drowning, you can pull yourself grabbing your own hair. Rather, it means that you prepared the uh, tools for your survival. Like if you are drowning, you prepared the pole or float, floating device uh, that uh, is ready whenever you need it. Something like that. You understand that? You prepared it and you used it when the hard time has come. So listen, my friend, the recipe for survival is simple. You need to do something to be prepared. You need to have tools. You need to be able to grow things, fruits, vegetables. You need to be able and prepared to respond accordingly to the coming situation. You need to work uh, for the unity with the people close to you. And you should not allow the sorrowful past to rob your surviving future. And believe me, uh, being prepared will make you better survivor not only in the future but it will make your present time in your life more meaningful and uh, happier like my brother Jack Spierker from the survival podcast says that we need to be prepared to live the better lives if tough times will come or even if they don't it's much better to be uh, generally prepared than to be preparing yourself for a specific event that may come or may not come if you are prepared only for a war and war will not come but something else will come that you might not be well prepared you understand that so be prepared for anything that could come into your life or into your country or into your town or into your state be prepared with food and arms and transportation and garden and uh, water and uh, clothing everything that you need to survive it may well happen that you will need to leave the place that you are living or staying right now and you of course will need the escape route listen escape route and the place where you go you should know that in advance it doesn't matter you will escape the hurricane or you will just forced to go because your house is destroyed by a tornado or the flood or maybe you will need to go in hideout because the regime wants to uh, arrest you and destroy you. You know, you still need to be prepared to go somewhere. 
And you need to think about that. You need to weigh that in your mind. You need to talk, you need to discuss it with your loved ones, with those who are able to understand. And so you could have a joint decision and you could decide in advance who will make a decision in a critical situation. So when something happens, you will not pull in different directions, but you will go under the command, you will go in one direction and will act united. My friends, being united, isn't it the part of the name of this country, the United States of America? Yes, people, we need to be united for one purpose, and it is our survival. Are we united or not? Let us be, my friends, let us be. Thank you for listening to this podcast. God bless you, my friends. God bless America with freedom and prosperity and safety. Till the next week, when you will hear again the voice of the common sense, your socialism survival host, Alex. Alex.